Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network, talking AT&T. We've all got a lucky friend, the one who wants a big new TV and boom, suddenly that TV's on sale. Some people always seem to get the best opportunities or the best deals. Well, now some people are all people at AT&T because AT&T is giving all of their customers, both new and existing, the same great deals. That's right, everybody can get in on great AT&T deals all the time. Visit att.com slash best deals to learn more. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. The Thread is a new hit podcast from Ozzy Media that explores history's surprising connections in order to discover how one thing leads to another. Like how movie moguls in early Hollywood helped spark the Me Too movement today. Get it on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen. everybody y'all listening to the voice uh, come on dig me now one and only steve harvey got a radio show today is real simple for everybody that's trying to become successful on any level in any arena any genre i don't care what it is if you're trying to be successful this message is for you let me help you understand something real clear you ain't gonna make it the way you want to, 
and you're not going to make it to the heights that's fully out there and available for you without God. I'm just going to keep it real simple and clean for you today. You're not going to make it the way you want to, and you're not going to get to the heights that's available to you without God. You have to get this through your head. Now listen to me. You can try it if you want to, because I did. I'm here to tell you, I am talking purely from experience here. You can try it without God, and you can see how far you can get. Now, will you have some measures of success? Of course you will. Will it feel like days like you might make it? Of course you will, without a doubt. But let me ask you a question, though. What you going to do about them days when you feel like you ain't going to make it? What you going to do about them days when you feel like giving up? When you going to do about them days where it feel like there are no answers to your questions? What you going to do about them days? What you going to do about them days when everybody laughing at you and turn against you? What you going to do about them days when you just don't see no way through it? What you going to do about them days? Oh, see, I got the, I got the sunshine. You know, sunshine, cool. Everybody got friends when it's sunny outside. You want some friends? Hit the lotto. You want to get rid of them friends? Go ask for some help. Man, I'm talking about, man, they scatter like roaches when lights come on. I'm trying to tell you. So now, here, here we go again. You can do this without God now, because I've done it. And you can have yourself some measure of success. Let me even hip you to a little bit closer, though. Let me tell you why you are doing it without God and having some measure of success. Can I tell you why? Because of God's grace and mercy to us. Because of his grace and mercy trying to keep us in spite of ourselves for the real mission that he really got for us. See, that's the truth of the matter now. Now what we talking about now, Steve. See, so, yeah, yeah, you can do it without God. And you can have some measure of success without God. And, yeah, you know, you know, yeah, you got your little degree and everything. Or yeah, you completed the program. Got all that. Yada, yada, yada. But don't you know something? It's because of God's grace and mercy that he helps us anyway. Well, even when we ain't asking for help. When he bails us out anyway. When we ain't even asking to be bailed out. You know why? Because he loves us that much that he would allow us to exist until we get our mind together where he could take us away, really trying to take us. But now let me tell you something, though. Let's get this real straight and clear today. You can do this without God if you want to. But I am telling you, to get to where you really want to be and to be all that God has for you, you've got to have God. There's no ifs, ands, buts about it. And let me tell you this here. I don't really care what nobody done told you. Are you listening to me? I don't care what they say. Don't get this thing twisted. They got these people out here talking about they Illuminati's and all this. Here. Man, don't, don't listen to me. <laughs> don't get caught in this mess. Don't get caught in no foolishness. You were created by God. God created you and your soul. We were all created in his image. All of us. Don't get to talking about you finna cut a deal with the, with the devil and all. You ain't cut no deal with nobody, man. The devil don't do deals. He one-sided. I'm taking you to hell. You going to hell. You a burning hell. That's his deal. I want your soul. I want you to lose hope. I want you to take your life. I want you to take some other people's lives. I want you to feel hopeless. I want you to realize that there ain't no God. That's his whole deal. His whole deal is negative. Oh, he can talk you into dealing drugs if you want to, but let me tell you something about this. I watch these shows all the time. Drug, ink, and all this here, cocaine, mafia, everybody on now. Go to jail or get killed. 
our prisons is filled today with our young boys because they thought they could outslick the system. They thought they had a way. They thought they sitting up in here and they fell for the old cliche, man, I got to do what I got to do. I got to get this money. Well, the only reason you got to do what you got to do is because, like I say all the time, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Had you just done some of the things you were supposed to do, had you just stayed in that school when it didn't look right, well, if you had just formed a relationship with God and gotten rid of the I ain't going to make it, the I'm hopelessness feeling, you wouldn't have found yourself doing something so far out the box, got you out here being in a spirit that don't even belong to you. God ain't created you to be no dope dealer or no such a thing or nothing even close to that. See, let's get your mind right and understand what's going on here. You know, that's what I need everybody. I need everybody to get me clearly about this. This is not going to happen without a relationship with God. It will not happen for you in any shape, form, or fashion. Now, one more time, for those of you that think you're making it without him, I want you to understand something clearly. It is but because of his grace and mercy that we exist. And God is just taking care of you, looking out for you. Got some angels encamped around you until you get your mind right so he can get you where you're going. But now I want you to understand something. There's a cost and a consequence and a penalty for everything we do that's outside the will of God. That's for all of us. All of us have consequences, penalties, and everything that we got to deal with outside of the will of God. Understand that clearly. Don't get this thing twisted sideways. You understand me? You know, I heard a a young man tell me one day, he said, uh, Steve, you know, man, I just don't see how God looking out for me. If he would allow all these things to happen to me. I'm having such a hard time in my life. I really don't see how there's a God looking out for me. I looked at the young man. I said, let me ask you something, man. You still breathing? He said, yeah, I'm standing here talking to you. I said, you're still free. He said, what you mean? I said, you ain't locked up, are you? He said, no, I'm standing here talking to you. I said, where you get them clothes from? I bought them. I said, well, you bought them with what? I bought them with money. I said, where you get the money from, young man? He said, I got a job, Mr. Hart. I got a job. I said, well, well, where you live, though? He said, I got an apartment. I said, well, where you get the apartment from? Mr. Harvey, I'm working. I got an apartment. I got a job. I said, oh, okay. Okay. So now this is God ain't looking out for you thing. Fin- finish telling me what you're telling me. Well, see, man, I'm having it real hard right now. I said, hey, hey, man, are you, are you hungry? You Have you had lunch yet? He said, yeah, 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 I already had lunch. Yeah. Uh-huh. I said, oh, okay, okay. So go on, finish telling me about this, how God ain't looking out for you. He he said, oh, and you know, man, every every time I try to do something, it seemed like it go wrong for me. I said, but let, let, let me ask something, man. I said, every time it go wrong for you, I say, somehow you survive it. He said, yeah, yeah, I, I survive it some kind of way, but it still be all messed up for me. I said, but but you still got through it, though. He said, yeah. I said, okay, man, go on and finish telling me how, how, how God ain't looking out for you. And he stopped. He said, hey, Mr. Harvey, he said, how come every time I tell you something that's going wrong, you keep telling me God looking out for me? I said, because you're still here, man. I said, see, you don't understand it. I said, you seem to think that you're supposed to just, you're supposed to skate through life, that it's all supposed to go how you want it, any kind of way. I said, man, these is the test of your faith. I said, God looking out for you the whole time. I said, every time you tell me something going wrong, I, you seem to turn around and tell me how you survived it. You keep telling me what ain't going right, but you keep telling me all these things you have. 
I said, man, so what you got to do is you got to stop looking at the what you ain't got column and start focusing on the what you do have column. But if you ain't happy with nothing he done done for you, you want him to keep piling stuff on, I said, you fail in the test, young man. The test is, are you grateful for where you are right now so I could give you more so we can move forward? He said, oh, man, I never even looked at it like that. I said, well, why don't you take your blessed self on somewhere and sit down? He said, man, I think I'm going to go on over here and let you finish talking. I said, thank you, son. Sometimes you just got to look at what you do got, folks. That's all it is, okay? You can't make it without God, y'all. You got me today? All right, let's be clear. Let's go. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? This is Steve Harvey. I will be doing the radio show for the next two minutes as an old DJ in Cleveland named Curtis Shaw. I will be doing Curtis Shaw. This is Curtis Shaw, WABQ Radio, Cleveland. Good morning, everybody. We're going to slow down the action just a fraction for your soul satisfaction. <laughs> this is Blue Magic. Let the side show begin. Good morning, Shirley. Hey, good morning, Steve. <laughs> oh, okay. I bothered you, obviously. Hello, uh, Carla. You did. <laughs> morning. Crazy. Hello, Carla. <laughs> I'm here. Good morning. <laughs> okay. You're on Carla, our nerves already. you over there asleep. No, well, Shirley, deal with it. <laughs> Shirley, guess what? Shirley, Shirley, yes. guess what? What, Steve? Matter of fact, today I'm going, this is my radio show to get on Shirley. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, Shirley, I'm going to do my whole show to make you go, oh, my God, what did you say? I'm going to be as ignorant as I can, and I'm going to see how much of it you can take. Yeah. What up, Junior? Morning, huh? Tommy. Yes, sir. Let's get stupid going. So, Shirley, anything happening? You want to well, ask me anything? You know what? I did want to tell you this. I went to the dentist yesterday, and, man, they treated me like a superstar in the dentist's office because I finally got you in there. Uh, Dr. Dardashti gave me a gift. He gave me a gift to give you. He hugged me while I was in the chair. He was so excited. <laughs> That you damn, finally came to no the dentist. No damn dentist. I don't know. What is it? Toothpaste? What did he see? No, no, no that's what I rinse, got. A drill? No, if they give you rinse, <laughs> they right. give you rinse, they give you floss stuff. No, I don't want that. No, he gave you something that he's against as a dentist cigars. Cigars? Yes, cigars. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he says, as a dentist, I know I should not give him this, but so he gave it to you. But he no good hell well he got to. What uh-huh. else he gonna do? Shirley, Shirley, he texted me the other day. Uh-huh. He said, You can come in and I can help take the stitches out. I said they all out. <laughs> I started to tell him said, that. <laughs> How can that be? I said, because I cut him out. Oh my gosh, Steve. <laughs> That's crazy. He said, what? Mm-hmm. He said, with what? I said, sis. <laughs> the same ones you use. Yeah. He said. Crazy, right? You cut your stitches out with scissors. How did you do that? I said, this is my mouth. <laughs> I'd have had this mouth 61 years. I know everything. <laughs> you know, I just pulled it. It hurt a little bit, but I pulled it. Got me a little space. I had to go get a different kind of pair of scissors, though. I was trying to. <laughs> 
Oh, Cut no, it with Steve. fabric sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. <laughs> I had this stuff they cut at the fabric. They go out was it time for the, the stitches to come out, or you just did that, too, on your own? Uh-uh. 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 No, I, I figured it healed better without that, without that rope in there. He said he didn't text for about five minutes. Wow. Then he asked me, was I okay? I said, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work we'll be there. back with more dentist tips right after this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, thank you, nephew. It is time for something funny, guys. And, Steve, I want you especially to listen to this. This is according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. You consider yourself a country I boy. I have before. Yeah, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a typical July 4th cookout for 8 to 10 people should only set you back this is a number, $55.07. Really? Uh-huh, that's what well, they're saying. According ain't to no damn barbecue. Ain't no reels in there. Eight to ten people, $55. About $5.51 per person. $5.51 per person? What uh-huh. family is this? <laughs> now, listen now. This amount is based on 96 volunteer shoppers in 28 states checking retail prices at their local grocery store to determine the overall cost. Okay, and this is what the meal okay, will I'll include. Okay, I'll tell you what, though. What? Mm-hmm. i tell you what, though. We spend $55 and 8 to 10 people. Mm-hmm. I better not see nobody walk their ass back up there twice. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get yeah. sucked. No, you That's can't get but one bone, real. One, one rib, bone. One be, up there watching you, be up there watching you like that dude that used to cater for us in New York. <laughs> Don't no, play with us. <laughs> Didn't get any juice. None of that. Gave us Dixie cups yeah. of juice like the mouthwash cups. What? Yeah. All right. This is oh, what the. <laughs> this is what the meal includes, Steve. Eight quarter pound hamburgers and buns with cheese slices. You guys said there was no meat. There's meat. Okay. Two people ain't gonna get a burger. <laughs> Eight hot dogs yep. and buns. Okay. Four pounds, you said there were no ribs, four pounds of pork spare ribs. There you, there go, you go, right there. there. How many one bones slab. is that? <laughs> That's uh, one slab. Uh, okay. Ketchup and Everybody mustard. Everybody get one bone? <laughs> mm-hmm. Ketchup and mustard, three pounds of deli potato salad. Steve? Okay, now stop. <laughs> okay, what? Don't nobody... Won't no damn deli. Oh, he's so serious about his potato salad. Don't come in here with your damn deli potato salad. (laughs) You can't do that. We don't want. I have you ever tasted potato salad good from the damn deli? Some people get it and doctor it up, though. Doctor it up, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and put it in a dish from home, and you think they made it. Sure. Uh-huh. Pull out some deli potatoes around 8 to 10 black uh-huh. people. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, 28 ounces. And watch their face. Yeah. <laughs> 28 ounces, Steve, of baked beans. Okay. Got to have baked How beans with potato salad. 28 ounces? 28 ounces. How many? That's 28 good. ounces? Uh-huh. Two cans? 10 people? Okay. Everybody get 0.8 ounces of beans. Oh, it gets better. 15 ounces of chips. Ounces. I want that many damn chips. How many chips is 15 ounces? One big bag? 15 ounces of chips. Uh-huh. What, what is that, a bag? One bag. <laughs> One big bag, though. Two quarts Everybody of lemonade. Everybody get 12 chips. <laughs> How many? 
two quarts of lemonade. Two quarts? <laughs> No I drink a quart of lemonade my damn self. Hello. <laughs> and how about this one? Four pounds of watermelon for dessert. Watermelon. Uh-huh. For dessert. Uh-huh. No pound yeah, cake. Four none pounds of, that. of watermelon. That ain't even a whole watermelon. No, that's, that's the a same. Half a damn watermelon. That's the same amount as the spare ribs, as the ribs. That's the same amount. Well, how much y'all got to eat? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we know this no seconds. We know that. Steve Let's already, wait a minute. Steve how, already how much said that. we going to eat? <laughs> yeah. It's how much you can't eat. <laughs> That's what it is. How many people is you this again? You can't waste nothing. Eight to ten, Tommy. Eight to ten people. These is cheerful. These is kids. No. Yeah. This is kids. Babies. <laughs> Damn but, infants. But, Steve, no seconds, though. I better not catch your ass walking back up here again. Hey, $55. That's a budget. It's eight to ten people. You number six. Don't walk your ass back up here no more. Okay. And you ain't you ain't wait till we serve this watermelon know how. Hold on. (laughs) But but have they seen my everybody gonna get a wedge of watermelon. You know that little wedge they put at the buffet? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. make the design with? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I like the That's budget. That's where everybody like get to it. it. You like the budget, but you're still hungry, hell. But I mean, $55, that's good. You can that's get a burger, a hot dog, no eight to ten a rib. No damn $55 oh, and have no good ass time. No. <laughs> ain't no links on here. You can't even have no good ass. Man, let me go up here and get another one of these dogs. Uh-uh. What? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hit a, you finna go where? Get another hot dog. You finna go where and get another what? You finna go there and get no other dog? Man, they good, though. They was good. But, but uh, it ain't even got dark yet. We're a long way off from the fireworks and out of food. Because you know well, what ain't going to happen, Out of food. Like here what ain't going to happen. What? what the hell are you doing with that fall? Where you going? <laughs> I know you ain't finna pack nothing up out of here. Yeah. <laughs> what is you finna do with this with yeah. this Reynolds fall? What is you finna do with that? You gotta wrap your ass up and sit down somewhere. Hey, 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 hey. What? Uh-huh. Hey, I need everybody's attention. What? Okay. Who over here got this half cup of lemonade just sitting here? <laughs> just wasted. Just sitting over here, a whole half a Dixie cup of this damn lemonade. All right, listen, nephew Tommy's run that prank back is coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, guys, some really, really sad news. Really sad news. Joe Jackson, the patriarch of the Jackson family, has passed away. Um, Yeah, we'll talk about that. Very sad news. But first, uh, the nephew is here to run that prank back. Nephew, what you got? Your daughter bit my son. Okay, we're not gonna run over that, like my daddy. We're not gonna run over that. We're gonna go through that with a fine tooth comb. Your daughter I love when you <laughs> no. bit my son. Fine <laughs> Run it, cat. Hello. Hello, may I speak to Kira? This is Kira. Kira Mc. This is Kira. Look, uh, do Hello? your do your do your daughter go to Little uh, Academy? Yes. Who's this? And her name is. Yes. Who's this? Listen, your daughter then bit my son uh, Joshua on the back. My daughter, bitch, no. This no. is Wilton. Your daughter then bit my son. Whoa, 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 Wilton, slow the 
down. You can't just call my house and tell me my daughter bit your. You son ain't finna sit here and be cussing at me, lady. I just said your daughter Shakira bit my son Joshua no. in the back. And I just and said look. no. I just said no. Two things. One, my daughter wouldn't bite nobody. And two, don't call my house with this tone. I call with any kind of tone I want to call with. All I'm saying is, your daughter didn't bit my son in the back. And I'm going to tell and you something. And all I'm saying is, don't call my house with this attitude, saying some that my daughter bit your child in the back. My daughter has manners, and she wouldn't be biting nobody in the back. What did your how son the hell do hell if you know somebody go, How the hell you know what your daughter going to be doing if you ain't there because to I raise daughter. my daughter. You raised the you shit. You live with your son? She ain't you live but... with your son, or you just come in one month and try to do some kind of daddy work. Your daughter ain't but four years old. How in the hell you, don't, you know her that damn well? I've been with her for four years. Where the f*** you been? My daughter does not be biting people around in the back and the neck or anything like that. What the hell is wrong with you? Don't call my house with this attitude. Well, you, where I get, what, who, how the hell you figure I'm a weekend daddy? I, I'm calling you about what's going on with my child. Uh-huh. I'm, but I don't think you got your facts straight. So next time you call somebody to tell them about their child, figure out everything about your child first. All I'm saying is that the people at the academy said Sakira bit my son Joshua in the back. Well, I can't understand what you're saying because I don't like your tone. So don't call me about my baby. Have her mama call me. It don't make no difference if a mama or a daddy call as long as somebody call. Hello? C call her back, dog. Hello? Is this Kira? This is Kira. Why you hang up on me? Why are you still calling me and why are you yelling at me? My child didn't bite your child in the back. When I picked up my child, they didn't say to me, your child bit somebody in the back. Why I know you, my I, child. I'm you, with my child how, every day. Like I said in the first place, you, you must be some kind of weekend daddy. How come I you, know my child. How, I'm with my child every how, day. How come, are you? Are you? I'm with my... Are you, man, I don't even know who Joshua is. She should have just hit him in the head. You, hey, what you ain't going to do is sit here and talk about my baby. Now, you asked me to lower my tone. You want to know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm going to hang up one more Lower minute. your... Lower your do Hello? Hello? Uh-uh. Call her back, though. Call her back, cat. Hello? Don't hang up on me no more, lady. Don't call my number again. I'm going to call you until you tell me why you, your child is beating me. It's, it's biting my child in the back. I am not in the mood to play with you right now. You're going to mess around and get you and your child's whooped. You and your child. You know what? My, you know, what my, whoa, whoa, whoa. Guess what? Shakira got a daddy. You talking about whipping somebody? Whipping Shakira's daddy? No, you have else to say. You can't call my house and threaten me and my child. If my child I'm... bitch your child, well, that's what the your child deserves. He got whooped. How you my got... daughter whooped your son. This probably won't be the last time that little fat snot in those kids get this. You ain't gonna be talking about me and my son. When the fake facts, she didn't bite him in the back. She might have whooped his. But my daughter don't play nasty your like that. Bit you my son Right. Keep talking. You found my phone number, find my address, and have Shakira's daddy beat your. Hey, you what? I said, bring your phone over no, here. And the no, same way my baby, my the same way Shakira whipped your baby, my baby daddy gonna whip your. Bring it on. I'm coming over there and beat you and your child. Hey, with like a belt. I said, you don't call a woman and tell her you coming over to beat her and her child. You come over here and beat her daddy's. Come over here and beat Shakira's daddy's. He don't. He don't want none of me. No. You don't want this. I'm on my way over there now. Then bring it on in. Somebody gonna get that. Yeah, daddy, home all week. That, Not like your He ain't got no damn job. No, he got a job. Y'all gonna make me come over there tonight. Bring it on right now. You know, you know what? I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell, tell you. Tell me something else, then. 
You gonna get bit and your baby gonna get bit too. You gonna bite me and my baby? Shakira dad gonna whoop your Can I say something to you? Say something to me then. This say nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey <laughs> Morning Show. You just yeah. got pranked. Nephew. Oh, I am shamed. I am so shamed. You just got pranked. Ooh. Your sister Glenda told Ooh, me. No, she, she said. She didn't know she did. She I said. Told her they couldn't get me for this. She said, get my. She said, you always oh, tell me. Tommy will never get me. Oh, you I, we just, had that. Oh, I told her that wouldn't happen to me. But you can't call somebody and talk about their baby. <laughs> oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Let me call. I'm going to hit you Man, with that, that's, that's where it came, man. Don't, don't call nobody about that child. You got my heart hurting. <laughs> Look, can I ask you something? Let me ask you something. What is the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show. You <laughs> <laughs> How y'all <Yeah>. like that? <laughs> Pushing that woman's butt. Uh-huh. Mama was a man. <laughs> okay, now, Unc, I got to drop this on you right quick. I'm, we're going to show you what I got on tap. But you got to, I just want to let you know that there's a possibility it could be some confusion. Now, here's the deal, Unc. You already know I got the big party going on Saturday, July 7th. That's man. what I'm doing. You That's in what's Houston, going Texas. On? Yep, I got a big party in Houston, Texas. It's nephew Tommy with blazers and both At the boule. Yeah, yeah, AKAs. yeah. Exactly. AKs, there. My, my, my wife, AK. I'm doing, I got the whole thing. The buffet. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the band, the DJ, the open bar. Okay, now, all before that, you right? ask me this question, can I ask you a question? Go ahead, on. Is this that you asking me too late for the suggestion that I made? <laughs> no. No, 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 it ain't too late. Okay. It ain't too late. All right, I'm just asking. <laughs> so now, now that's sad, y'all. That's okay. sad. You get your tickets at eventbrite.com. Okay, that's sad. Now, right. Sunday, I've been asked to possibly go on and do the Houston Improv. What I'm coming to ask you is, should I make it to work that Monday? Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you a question. Are you kidding? Are you kidding right now? Go, go ahead. So they are asking you after mm-hmm. the party Saturday to come to, come to the Houston Improv for one night. Oh. Sunday, yeah, one night only. Coming July in 8th. July. Coming in. One night only. Mm-hmm. Coming in and do that On thing. July 8th, Tommy? Yes, sir. I'm going to be on my vacation. Uh, I'm not going to give a damn. <laughs> Even 100, 100. Oh, on July 8th, I will not care if you at the boule the other day or if you on the way. Or if I pledge AK. You can go ahead and do that. But no, dog, I think, uh, now, Tommy, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this because I think I'm already too late. Have mm-hmm. you accepted the one night at the improv? Hell yeah. You then know why, that? Then why is we have you? the worst mentee ever, nephew. What? <laughs> Don't say that, Steve. I shouldn't have signed. <laughs> That's too late to ask now. I'm glad okay, I ain't going to throw like question? a basketball. I done signed way too okay, Can I ask you a question? Well, <laughs> can I ask you a question when we come back? Mm. Oh, Lord. No, no. no Coming nah, up I'm next, uh, entertainment news. Yeah, sad news from the Jackson family. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Well, uh, some very sad news. Uh, Joe Jackson, of course, the patriarch of the Jackson family, uh, has passed away. Family sources tell TMZ that uh, Mr. Jackson passed away about 3.30 a.m. Wednesday in L.A. Uh, He was hospitalized in June uh, this month with terminal cancer earlier. He had been battling health problems for a while now. He was hospitalized back in 2016 after coming down with a high fever. But he bounced back not long after and was seen partying in Vegas. His health was also fragile after a stroke and three heart attacks back in 2015. Joe Jackson had 10 kids with Catherine, his wife of more than 60 years. The two did not live together and had a strained relationship for the last years of his life, but they frequently interacted. Joe was 89. Sad news. I mean, you know, he got a lot of heat for a lot of stuff, you know, um, after things came out that he banked his kids or whooped his kids, whatever you want to say. Well, you know what? You know, if it wasn't for him, come on. I never, I never held that against him. Neither did I, you know, Steve. Hell, I spanked my kids. Yeah, neither the did boys, I. The boys, anyway. Mm-hmm. So we got spanked. I don't know what to yeah. tell you. Hell, I got yeah. spanked. Yeah, spanked. that was yeah. just during that time. That's what I parents tell you. What did. them kids show turned into some stars. Yes, yes they did. Yes, they, yes, they did. Whooped them right into superstars. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. So I'm I thinking about that. going in and kicking my kids. That's my take. In honor of. Yeah. Raise no losers. That's for sure. Joe no, he did not. Yes, he was. Yes. yes, he was. Yes, and I, I hope. But you know, eighty-nine, that's a mm-hmm. full run. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I love to do eighty-four, eighty-nine. Be a nice run too, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's mm-hmm. the father of the but, king of pop. Yes, he, yes, he is. is. Yes, sir. Oh man, he was mm-hmm. he was a dude, mm-hmm. man. He was a dude. He believed in hard, hard work. Yeah. Hard work. But um, wow. anyway, yeah, That's Joe Jackson. Indiana, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. Joe Jackson. Jackson Street. Mm-hmm. Patriarch of the Jackson family has died at 89. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Janet performed wow. at the Radio Disney Music mm-hmm. Awards. It was this past Saturday, kind of like the same weekend as the yeah. BET Awards. And she, she mentioned, mentioned him. Mm-hmm. her father's failing health. And um, she had a good speech. She was an icon, honored, you know, at the Radio Disney yeah. Awards. It's so sad. Yeah. Yes, it is. How's yeah. Janet doing? She she seems to be Tommy. Yeah, she seems to be doing fine. How's Janet doing? Your friend? No, I haven't talked oh, to her this week. See you at the show. I haven't talked to huh? her this week. I haven't talked to her this week, uh-huh. but I will check on her. Excuse now. me, how would he know how Janet is doing? <laughs> well, he claims, you know. Well, you know they friends and everything. He... But I let me clear something up for you. Okay. You didn't talk to her this week. You didn't talk to her the week before. <laughs> And you ain't spoken to her the week before. But Steve. Nor have you spoken to her the week, huh? But Steve, he did say that she came with Tyler, right, to see his play. Remember when he was doing Mama's Boy? Did anybody see the picture? No picture. Well, he didn't take a picture because he didn't want a fan. You know what? We're going to call Johnny. That's what we're going to call him. Shirley. Uh, All the pictures this boy seeing us. Yeah, well, stadium yeah. shots. Yeah, that we yeah. know. Him we don't with know Lisa these Leslie. Yeah. yeah, him with two tall women. <laughs> him with baby clothes on. Yeah. Him <laughs> was trying on a size six shoe, see if it fit. Him, <laughs> him at the house. Him at the swimming pool. Yeah, he sent pictures for everything. He does. Ain't no picture of Janet. Mm. I, I, uh, okay. Yeah. I, now Jack. you got. I'm Ladies with you when you're right, Steve. She is here, the lovely, oh, I'm not through talking to him, the talented, 
Miss Ann Trill. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, boy, those guys. Anyway, this is Antrip with the news. Let's get to it. President Trump says he already has a list of possible Supreme Court nominees now that 81-year-old Justice Anthony Kennedy's announced his intention to retire and that the list was compiled by the Conservative Heritage Foundation and the Federalist Society. Justice Kennedy's impending retirement provides the president with the opportunity to swing the highest court in the land to the hard right. You see the decisions that just came down, how big they are, how vital they are. And uh, they can swing different ways depending on who it might, whom there might be in the court. That's right. There's already a 5-4 GOP appointed to Democratic appointed Supreme Court split. However, the 81-year-old Kennedy was the court's swing voter, actually, mostly agreeing with conservatives, but not always. Republican leader Mitch McConnell says he intends to, he expects rather the Senate to hold a confirmation vote on Trump's high court nominee sometime this fall. Meanwhile, the uh, conservative Supreme Court already dealt a serious blow yesterday to the nation's unions. In a 5-4 decision, the justices ruled that organized labor can no longer force people who don't want to be members of, say, police or teachers unions to pay special fees, even if those same people benefit from the public union's collective bargaining and other work. Now, that, in effect, in effect cuts off a great deal of extra revenue for employee unions and lessens their political power. A white East Pittsburgh police officer charged with homicide in the fatal shooting of an unarmed black teenager named Antoine Rose. Officer Michael Rossfields accused of shooting 17-year-old Rose three times as he ran away from a vehicle suspected of being involved in a drive-by shooting earlier this evening. However, the Allegheny County DA says that Officer Rossfields was not acting to prevent death or serious bodily injury when he opened fire on the teenager and that Rose never fired a gun on the night of the shooting. Officer Rossville's preliminary hearing set for next week is bail set at a quarter of a million bucks. The White House and Moscow have reached an agreement on a summit meeting between President Trump and Russian leader Vladimir Putin. Authorities will only say at this point that the summit's to take place in a mutually agreed-upon third country, but Fox News says the meet's going to take place in Helsinki. A 21-year-old white man accused of purposely driving his car into a crowd of anti-racism demonstrators last year in Charlottesville, Virginia, now facing federal hate crimes. And uh, finally, funeral arrangements are being made uh, for the patriarch of the Jackson family, Joe Jackson, the father of Michael and the others, rumored to have died of pancreatic cancer. Joe Jackson was a musician himself, strict disciplinarian, and credited with setting his children on the road to stardom and international claim, starting in their home in Gary, Indiana, 2300 Jackson Street to be specific. First, it was his sons as the Jackson Five, then Michael, the lead singer in 1969. Then later, all of his children were involved in music to one extent or the other, including his daughters, Rebe, Latoya, and Janet. Joe Jackson was 89 years old. Back with more entertainer today, to main, entertainment, rather, today's trending topics 20 minutes after the hour. The Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, nephew, you have something for us. What's going on? I'm, I'm so sick of him with this whole Janet Jackson thing. I said, I said, I haven't talked to her this week. You tired of me? Well, he asked me, have I heard from Janet? That's what he asked me. And I said... Yeah, I, you know... I said, not this week. Then you saying, then both you and Okay, Junior when said, have you heard from her then? <gasps> okay, the hell with this week. When? <laughs> but y'all acting like I never... time in the past, you've heard from Janet. Let's but then y'all acting like I didn't meet Janet. Y'all, y'all... You did meet her again? She came out to uh, to the play, the play I was doing, Mama's Boy. She uh-huh. came out and saw the... i tell you what. I'm going to let my boy explain it. Johnny Gill is on the line what? right now. Oh. Johnny Gill. Johnny. JG is on the line. Good morning, Johnny. 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 What? What's good? Uh, <laughs> man, Johnny. First of all, Johnny. Uh, 
Is this really Johnny Gill, Tommy? Yes, I do. That's Johnny. <laughs> yes, it okay. is. Okay. know it is. I know it is. Is he telling us a story that Tommy want him to tell us, or is he telling us a the, the story? It's the truth. <laughs> um, Johnny, don't do um, that. Uh, okay, yeah. Tommy. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Johnny. Um, <laughs> Can I mix it up? <laughs> mix it up? <laughs> <laughs> mix it up, I know Johnny not doing this. Hey, no, Tommy, I'm going to tell him, man. Let me tell you, Tommy every night was turning it out in the play. Okay. And so, you know, so, so Dan came uh, one night, and she uh, really, really enjoyed Tommy. And she kept going, oh, he was, he was so good. And uh, and Tommy, I introduced Tommy and Jan, and you know from there, I don't know how often they talk or do they talk. I don't know any of that stuff. I'm normally with them. I never heard. I never heard him on the phone with it. But I'm just saying, in uh, you know, in defense of Tommy, you know that Tommy probably uh, uh, has talked to her, and I know I've seen some of her fan mail. I see uh, quite a few letters, email from him. Of, of just talking and is trying to get a hold to it and stuff. You stalking huh? Janet? Is he stalking Janet? I'm, I'm tweeting her. I'm not stalking her. <laughs> what are you tweeting her for? <laughs> I'm twittering her. It's tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Tommy, she told me to tell you thank you for your emails. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't reply, though. She didn't reply. Shut up, dog. What is you emailing her for? She, she got to talk through Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, tell I said, tell I said, hey, when you talk to her, please. Do you call her Jan like uh, Johnny calls her Jan, Tommy? I call her Miss Jackson. Oh, oh, hell no. Okay. All right. Miss Jackson. Jackson. He called her Miss Jackson. Because yes. you have to respect everybody taller than you. <laughs> well, she needs a laugh right now. She's going. Yeah, yeah she, she does. Yeah. She does. Yeah. But she's hanging in there. She's hanging in there. As well as, uh, you know, everybody else, the family, you know, you do what you can and do the best that you can. So That's right. But, you know. Yeah. Well, Johnny, yeah. thank you so much you, for vouching for well, Tommy. Tommy, I hope I came through for you. You're my you boy. Did all, you, you, you did. We're going to talk, but you did all right. You did. Same Tommy, boy. <laughs> You're my dog, man. Much love, boy. We'll talk soon. I love you. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, Johnny. Bye, all right, Johnny. Bye. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. Tommy made no chance. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Magic Johnson has given himself a deadline. Uh, the Lakers president of basketball operations said there's no pressure to bring stars to Los Angeles during free agency. Furthermore, Magic says he is willing to put his job on the line and leave the organization if the Lakers don't improve after giving himself a deadline of two summers to turn the team around. Take a listen. If you judge us on one summer, that's ridiculous. Then a lot of dudes shouldn't be in their roles. <laughs> I mean, because if we're banking on one summer for the Lakers, we're in trouble, right? We're in trouble because you have to give us time. This class, like I told you before I took the job and when I took the job, it's going to be a two-summer thing for the Lakers. This summer and next summer. And that's it. And then if I can't deliver. I'm going to step down myself. She won't have to fire me. I'll step away from it. Go ahead. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. I'll go ahead to my baseball team. I don't know who y'all Now, y'all can I say something here? Go ahead. Yes, of course. Here's what the talk is that's going to make 
cat so happy. Do you know that they're actually talking about Paul George, Kawhi, mm-hmm. and LeBron Brown. coming to yes. the mm-hmm. Coming to the light. You said it was impossible. I, we thought it was going to happen. I don't like that. Where would you like LeBron to he go? Said he said Houston. I love to see him go to Philly or Houston. Houston. Houston's my shot. number one pick for him. Then Philly. But what man, I do like LA, about you is if you don't have to go to him. LA. He can win it with the three of them could win it, but then the three best teams in basketball is in the West. In the West. Yeah, that's true. And only one of them can come out. And I want to see a little bit more balance so I can see the two best teams end up in the finals. Because only one of them three teams can represent the West Houston, right. LA, if he went to LA and Golden State. Golden State. Yeah. And that ain't that ain't good for the league, I don't think. No. Yeah. I just saw a billboard outside the Houston radio station saying Houston need a king. <laughs> Rockets <laughs> colors. <laughs> I said, boy, yeah. they trying to get him. Yeah. <laughs> so, dog, let me ask you this. Do you think, do you see him definitely leaving Cleveland? Yeah. The only way he could stay in Cleveland is they is somebody wanted to play in Cleveland. If Kawhi or Paul oh, George wanted gosh. to play oh, in Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. And they could build that one. He yeah. could do that. Yeah. I don't know if the Cavs got enough for Kawhi and Paul George. And the other thing, too, Unc, is that J.R. Smith got to be gone. Yeah. He, he, he yeah. Immediately. <laughs> he, he probably already he left. Uh, I yeah. thought we was up. <laughs> what? And they have to make what? up their mind because sure. the deadline is Friday, right? Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if he has a market value. I mean, Ooh, the guy cool. can play basketball, he, he really can. can. Hope, who is he? J.R. can hoop. J.R. Are you talking about J.R.? Okay. Yeah, he can hoop, but I don't, you know. He just made a big mistake at the wrong mentioned. time. Yeah. Game one of the finals. You right there. Yeah. 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 Then it looked like, I thought we was up. Yeah. What? He tapped But at out. the same time, Junior, that boy should have missed that free throw. And then we wouldn't even be talking about this. Man. Mm. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. That's what it is. That's why they play the game. Yeah. Golden State. <laughs> but at the same time, if you're my teammate and you grab a rebound, you don't bring it back out to me. <laughs> I'm starting to learn something about Junior. He have a problem. Here, Daddy. Yeah. Here, Daddy. Yeah. Here go the ball. Put your punk ass out here with this ball. <laughs> I know Junior's aggressive when it comes to, when it comes to basketball. To basketball, Man. he is. Yeah. I can't. This is on sports show. Especially the Rockets. What the hell is you doing out here eye to eye with me, though? <laughs> With one second on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> and if you got can. the rebound under the basket. Yeah. <laughs> and he dunked his butt off. He could have he put it right back up. Come on, LeBron. All right, so you can tell us which team you think LeBron James will choose. Go to all social media at Steve Harvey FM. And up next, it is the nephew with a prank phone call coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, about four minutes after uh, today's Strawberry Letter. Subject, without a doubt, it is time to get out. Okay, that's the subject. But right now, the king of pranks is here with prank phone call for today. Nephew, what you got? Eight and two. Eight and two. What do those numbers mean? Eight and two. Equal ten. Uh What? What does that mean? No, no. Just eight and two. Take a listen. That's the name of the prank. Eight and two. Yeah. Uh, I'm, hey, I'm trying to get Samantha. Uh, yeah, well, this, this Sam, this Sam. Sam, okay, Sam. All right, hey. Yeah. 
and you come because you acting like a boy too. I'm a flat. So what for? Okay, well look here. Let me go and say this here to you. Then can I can I tell you what she told me? Man, you tell me whatever you want to tell me. Really, I don't what she told you. But what what's up? I just want to tell you, she told me to prank phone call you. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ah, oh, <laughs> oh, man, this is <laughs> Sam, you alright? I'm straight, man. I'm straight. Man, y'all wrong, this man. Look here, man. Y'all had me ready. <laughs> Hey, I gotta hear you say one more thing. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Show, man. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Just keeping stupid, you know, in a in a nice flow of traffic, you know. Yeah, eight and two. Yeah. Eight and two. Okay. Just, just be stupid. Yeah, Matter of fact, get yourself a CD. This is what you need this summer at the Phantom Reunion. This is what you need at the 4th of July. Go in Walmart and get Won't He Do It. It's sitting there on the shelf. Won't He Do It by Nephew Tommy. Go in Walmart. If it ain't in there, because they be running out of them, and, uh, and I've been hearing people stealing them off the shelf, would y'all quit stealing the CD and buy it? I can't make nothing if you're stealing it. <laughs> what? Y'all hurting my feelings sometimes. Y'all fans, and then you... I don't, I don't want stealing fans. I want, I want fans to go and support by purchasing a CD and get your laugh on all summer long. You should hear me when you on vacation. I can promise you I won't be listening to you. But why your little stealing-ass fan base will. <laughs> Who knew, Tommy? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I got three of them. Tommy people steal. <laughs> I went in Walmart and said, "How many people stealing, stealing church CDs?" Oh, oh, the guy, the the guy in in Walmart told you they steal. Yeah, I, I went in Walmart. This guy said, "Man, they be stealing your CD." I say, "Huh? Man, I don't think you're getting no credit for these, dog." I said, "Well, I be down." <laughs> Where is the love? Yeah, I got a stealing fan base. <laughs> Not all of them. Not all. Not all. Not all your fans. And let me continue to keep going. That nephew Tommy will be J- July 13, 14, and 15 in Jacksonville, Florida, at the Comedy Club of Jacksonville. But directly the week after that, we're going to move to July 20, 21, and 22. <laughs> nephew Tommy will be in Atlanta, Georgia, at the Uptown Comedy Club. Atlanta, I've been there, and I've marched on everything. I've been there at, at a difficult time in life, but right now, I'm going to come down and laugh with him July 20th, 21st, and the 22nd at the Uptown Comedy Club. I invite everyone to come out and be with me. Keep hope alive. <laughs> well, I'm thank sorry, you, keep nephew. comedy alive. Oh, yes, that too. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, you yes, should do Jesse Jackson and put him in several situations. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay. that'd be good. You know what man. I mean? Okay, that could be really funny in your show to put him in several situations. Picking up, yeah, a girl. like uh, for example, <laughs> you should do Jesse Jackson uh, standing up for the dude that was barbecuing when the white lady reported him. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. And then you go on site to defend the little black girl that was selling water bottles, bottles Hermit of water. Patty. Mm-hmm. For the lady that called her in. You just go to like ridiculous things yeah. and show up as Jesse Jackson. Yeah. But everything you go to is meaningless. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mean nothing. Why can't the girl sell water for a quarter? She is trying to make some money for herself. Yeah, I could do that. I could rock with that. You like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. do we have a mentoring moment, Shirley? That was pretty I, I good. I believe I, that's what we just heard, Carla. That was pretty good. Thank you. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> and he actually listened. All right, listen, uh, we got to get it. bit on the radio. Jesse Jackson could mentor Junior. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get out of here, guys. Uh, Coming up, the Strawberry Letter subject. Without a doubt, it's time to get out. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The Thread is a new hit podcast from Ozzy Media that explores history's surprising connections in order to discover how one thing leads to another. Like how movie moguls in early Hollywood helped spark the Me Too movement today. Get it on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen. It is time for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, on parenting, on sex, on work, and more, well, submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Right, Steve? Tell them. Or you don't have to. Don't Mm. say that. That's not what she said for you to say. <laughs> We're here for people. We want to help need them. Write these damn letters. <laughs> we want to help you. Buckle up, y'all. If you Hold want on the tight. segment to continue, send us your letter. <laughs> if not, it ends. <laughs> oh, this sounds like a threat. This sounds just like a threat. We're not threatening the people. <laughs> we just want to help them. We want to let them know we're here for them. All right. If they don't want help, we threw help. <laughs> you need Strawberry a Strawberry letter. Let's go. All right. Subject, without a doubt, it's time to get out. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am a 27-year-old that is married, and together my husband and I have three kids. About two years ago, my in-laws and their 21-year-old son moved into our three-bedroom house. I was uh, on board with them moving in because they had a hardship and needed some help until they got on their feet. Well, that was two years ago, and I have not seen any signs of them trying to get on their feet. Uh, My father-in-law does not work, and neither does the 21-year-old. They are both able-bodied and uh, able to work any type of job. My mother-in-law works as a hairstylist. And my husband and I have to take her to and from work because they don't have a car. My husband is frustrated too, but feels like there's nothing he can do. We stress about bills every month now because we have three extra grown people to take care of and they don't offer to help with household expenses. Our three children are all sleeping in one bedroom so my in-laws can have their own bedroom. My husband is a good guy, but I need him to get a backbone and put his foot down before I do. There is no excuse for him and his dad to allow his 21-year-old brother to be trifling and not get a job. I can't deal with this much longer. How should I fix this situation? Any advice you can offer will help. See, Steve, people need our help. And I am with you. I am with you, lady who wrote this letter, young lady uh, who wrote this letter. Your husband definitely needs to get a backbone and put his foot down. These are his family members. They have been in his home for, for two years, uh, misplacing his kids, you know, his kids all have to sleep in one bedroom. How, how is that, you know, taking care of your own family first, uh, cleaving to your wife and taking care of your own family? You know, I get helping people when they're, um, you know, when they have a hardship, like you say. But um, uh, there are time limits and there are boundaries and, and they have just, you know, just 
disrespected all of that. And uh, I think it is time now for you guys to sit down, have a family meeting, and tell them that they have to go. Start helping them look for a place to go. Uh, help them, the, the young man, find a job, whatever you have to do. Uh, the mother-in-law working as a hairstylist. Uh, okay, she makes money, but is she bringing nothing uh, to help you guys with food, with rent, with anything? No, you guys got to sit them down and tell them that they have to go and all of that. I mean, I don't even know how it's gone on for two years. And you're right. This is your house, too. You have every right to say something to them as well. But I see you want to respect your husband as the head of household. He should be doing this. Steve? <laughs> I know. Well, it, this is a tough letter. And I'll tell you why. They're young. She was okay with this at first because the, you know, the in-laws fell on some hard times and they wanted to help them out. So they moved them in. The problem is, this 21-year-old woman is married and yet, and they got three kids. That's a lot to take care of. Now your in-laws move in and they 21-year-old son move into our three-bedroom house. Now, three-bedroom, that means you and your husband got a room, y'all three kids got a room, and the mama and daddy got a room. Where the 21-year-old stay? Where do the 21-year-old stay? <laughs> on the couch. Uh. Is he on the couch? Mm. Is he in the room with the mama and daddy? That That's a good question I wanted to know. Now, you helped them. That was two years ago. You ain't seen any sign of them trying to get on their feet. Your father-in-law does not work. Neither does the 21-year-old. They both able-bodied and able to work any type of job. My, your mother-in-law is a hairstylist. Y'all got to take her to and from work because they don't have a car. My husband, now here's the deal. My husband is frustrated too but feels like there's nothing he can do. We stress about bills every month now because we have three extra grown people to take care of and they don't offer to help with household expenses. Our three children sleeping in one room so my in-laws can have their own bedroom. My husband's a good guy, but I need him to get a backbone and put his foot down before I do. There is no excuse for him and his dad to allow his 21-year-old brother to be trifling and not get a job. Excuse me. Let, now, there's so much in here that I got to address. First of all, the daddy ain't working. So how he going to put his foot down and make another grown man get a job when his grown tail won't go out here and try to hustle up no work? Mm. It's too many trifling people in this letter for you and your <laughs> husband to win in this. It's just too many trifling people. The daddy trifling. See, I'm not going to let my son and my wife see me sitting around doing nothing while she going out to work every day. So the daddy, he trifling. The mama can't make a contribution to the household expense because she probably need every dime she make dressing hair to take care of these two fools. Now, here's the problem that you said. I need my husband to get a backbone. That's an unfair statement because that statement is filled with negativity. 
It is not that your husband does not have a backbone in this situation. He did a man thing. He tried to help his mom and daddy. You did a grown woman thing. You tried to help him too because you saw they had fell on some hard times. But this decision of letting his parents stay there and brother stay there is not because of lack of backbone. It's because now what? See, as you've decided to help them, you now got to decide what the cutoff point is. And we'll talk about that when I come back because that's the problem we got now. All right. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 after the hour. Subject of today's strawberry letter, without a doubt, it's time to get out. Right after this. Oh, it's time to go. Lord Jesus. Two years. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's get to part two of your response to today's strawberry letter. Without a doubt, it's time to get out is the subject. Well, you know, we talked about this, reiterate, 27-year-old woman with three kids married to a husband. They have a wonderful family, have a three-bedroom house. Their in-laws fell on hard times. They let them move in. The mom and the daddy came to the house with the 21-year-old son. They all stay in the house together now. It's been two years. The mother works as a hairdresser, but they got to take her to work because she ain't got no car. And then the daddy don't work, and the 21-year-old don't work. My conclusion is... Is too many trifling people in this house. It's just too many of them. And the trifling people is his daddy and his brother. Because, see, first of all, I'm not taking care of my 21-year-old brother. That's not going to happen. But I'm not taking care of my able-bodied-ass daddy either. I'm going to say it again. It's too many trifling people in the house. <laughs> yeah, The daddy trifling because he's setting a bad example to his wife and his sons. The other son, the 21-year-old, he trifling because he being everything he see his daddy being. And it's okay with his daddy so it's okay with him. The, you and your husband are the man in the middle. Now he got his parents that he loved, and you loved him too, two years ago, and you let him move in because something tragic happened. Well, now, how long are we finna do this now? And it's not that your husband, I will repeat this, needs backbone. It's not backbone. This is now a heart matter. This is not a matter of who's got backbone. This is a matter of the heart. How does your husband put his mama and his daddy out, and they ain't got nothing. Here's the solution. They have to get another relative's house to go to. The 21-year-old got to get out now. And you give them 60 days to move. 60 days, y'all got to be gone. I want my family back. I want my life back. I want my house back. I want my children's rooms back. You all have 60 days to move. And you just got to give them an ultimatum, man. Because trifling people got to be directed. True. Yeah. True. If you don't give a trifling person direction, they just keep being trifling. Yeah. They know they're trifling, though, right? Or do they? Do they know they're trifling? Shirley, let me ask you a question. Okay. 
Shirley, can I ask you a question? Yes, you can. Who on this show used to be trike? Used to be? Oh, that's easy. Hello? Yeah, that's easy. Nephew. He said used to be. Who? Used to be. Don't do this. Used to be. Don't do this. She has to answer the question. They don't have to. We ain't on trial. What we doing? (laughs) She has to answer the question. (laughs) He's trying to make a point. Okay. That's easy, Steve. Well, let me take Shirley out of it. The nephew. What? Tommy. Yes. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. Did not you used to be trifling on this show? Allegedly. Ah, Tommy. In the words of Carla Farrell. Uh-uh. Don't use my word. Okay, let me clear this up. You wasn't allegedly. You was trifling. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. And how did That's we cure his trifling, Shirley? We gave him an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. 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 And That's he straightened true. up. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You got to give trifling people ultimatums. Yeah. Hmm. Your mom and daddy and brother got 60 days to live. The brother, here how to you want to do the business. To leave. Your brother <laughs> got 30 days and he got to get out. Uh-huh. Your mom and daddy got 60 and they got to go. Yeah. And on the 30th day, you just commenced to whipping your brother ass. <laughs> You sound like Tommy right then. <laughs> That's what he would say. Okay. Are we clear? Yeah. At the 30-day mark, to make sure he leaves, you got to jump on him. Make that 28 days. Yeah, they, they can help them find some place else to live. That's it, folks. <laughs> now, you ain't got to help them nothing. Let them find where they want to go live. All right. That's it. Thank you for asking. <laughs> End of my response. And Tommy, it was used to be. I have one. I got it, Shirley. <laughs> I got it. You beyond that now? Married Tommy, to children. Tommy, was trifling. Trying to be right. You ain't got to beat Shirley up about this. You was trifling. <laughs> and it's not like I volunteered it. Steve did ask me. You was trifling. Yeah. Well, did Shirley ever do anything trifling or, or anything Yeah. Else? I mean, no. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> no. Oh, I would You ain't going to answer that one. <laughs> I meant no. <laughs> Just <laughs> you. <laughs> On this show, you. <laughs> Have I ever done anything trifling? No. <laughs> he ain't. Who's, why Why did you hardly know, Shirley? He hasn't. Mm-mm. It's you just you, Tommy. Because I haven't. Yeah, it's just you. You ain't been, you ain't been with it. <laughs> I didn't been with him a long time. All right, guys, we got to go. Um, email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM and at my girl Shirley. And uh, please, today, join me for the Strawberry Letter live after show on Facebook at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, please be there. I'm back. I hope you guys left me a show here, Junior and Jay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shirley, coming, Shirley huh? they messed that thing up so bad. <laughs> I don't know because I was on a plane, so I didn't get a chance to see it. I'm sure they did. I'm sure you guys made me proud. I'm sure you did. No, Mm, not Mm -mm, that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say proud. (laughs) No. Coming up in ten minutes, our girl from the talk, Cheryl Underwood, will be in the building. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Coming up at the top of the hour, Carla's reality update. But right now, Steve, please introduce our girl from the top. Ladies and gentlemen, Cheryl Underwood. Hey, Steve Harvey. Look, first I got to get to it. Uh, don't forget to check me out to Virginia Beach. Uh, Funny Bone out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'll be there this weekend. And then the weekend after the 4th, if you don't make acid fast or you're not going anywhere, spending some time with your kinfolk, come on out to the Houston Improv. I'll be in Houston, Carla and Tommy. I'll be out in Houston. I need to make that money, you know, so yeah. I need to pay my credit card bills because I've been shopping on eBay. And I'm killing the game <laughs> on eBay. On um, eBay, sure. I, the, oh, I'm killing the game on eBay. <laughs> I'm going to look sharp in a mug at my conference is 8 5 Beta, our grandma. Boule is in New Orleans. I'm going to look sharp. Shout out to all my Sorrows, 85 Beta, my brothers of 5 Beta Sigma. Okay. Um, I got to shout out to uh, the, the Jackson family. You know, Joe Jackson passed on. Yeah. He passed on. I have yeah. a joke that I tell in my act. Shirley, you heard me tell this joke. <laughs> well, I said, y'all better have respect for Joe Jackson. That's Why? Right. Because he was a father, and he, there would be no Jackson 5 if it wasn't for them. Why? Because right. what other family of Jehovah Witnesses could make the greatest Christmas album in the history of mankind, if Joe Jackson wasn't the father. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. Listen to me. We all bought it, and we knew they were Jehovah's Witness. We respected that. But Joe Jackson was a good father, good businessman, and father to Janet and everybody, Reuben, all Jermaine and everybody. I know all their names, so I'm just saying, when somebody pass on, let's not look at the bad things that people right. talk about. Let's look at the Absolutely. good things and send them on to be with the Lord. Okay, did I do that right? Did I do that you right, did, Shirley? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. did. Did I sound like yes. I had a lot of sense? Yes, you did. Okay, well, we're about to not have sense right now. Why? Because <laughs> everybody is in an uproar over the Supreme Court upholding the presidential authority of our current president, President Trump. But don't worry, we can handle it. See, I got to bring y'all some history into this. Um, the reason it's, some of this stuff is coming about is because Trump versus Hawaii, June 26th of 2018, the United States Supreme Court upheld Trump's travel ban and declared that, I don't even know how to pronounce this, Kuramatsu versus U.S. was no longer good law and was decided it was wrongly uh, 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 utilized. Well, what law is this, brothers and sisters? It's the law of Kuramatsu versus the U.S. U.S. in 1944, and that was the Japanese internment that they said the Constitution, they had uphold the Constitution, and now it was bad law. What is my point? You could have a decision in 1944 that they say is good law and get into 2018 and they say is bad law. Well, what else are you talking about, Cheryl Underwood? I'm talking about Plassey versus Ferguson, 1896 landmark decision where the Supreme Court upholds the constitutionality of racial separation. That's separate but equal. But then it was overturned. Why? Brown versus the Board of Education, 1954. Oh, well, wait a minute, Cheryl. You're going to go all the way back to 1857? That's right. The Dred Scott decision from Dred Scott versus Sanford, 1857. The U.S. Supreme Court held that a Negro, whether enslaved or free, could not be a citizen of these United States and had no standing to sue in federal court. But the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution in 1868 granted of African Americans full citizenship. Why am I telling you this? Because they may rule on something today that we can deem bad law tomorrow and that we need to look at the fact that President Trump may have the authority to do something but his, his actions don't seem to be protecting and defending the Constitution and that borderlines on treason so let's get ready brothers Ooh. and sisters and how can I name now I'm not accusing him of treason I'm not accusing I'm just saying 
if you're not upholding the Constitution, if the actions that you're taking as the President of the United States are detrimental to the country, then we might as well start looking at impeachment and treason charges if they are realistically applicable. And now, what are you talking about, brothers and sisters? I'm talking about the history of the law. And how does this connect to the Steve Harvey Morning Show? Because I know y'all was like, well, Cheryl, how do you know all this stuff? Got to shout out my good sorority sister, T. Diane Surgeon, who's the only person that I know that can argue before the Supreme Court. Only two people that I know personally that can do this. I can't say the other person's name because I don't want to put their business out in the street like that. You know what I'm talking about, Shirley yeah. Strawberry. Uh-huh. And my good friend, brother, Five Beta Sigma, Harry Sutherland. But how do I connect Sigma and Zeta to this? Yeah. Way back. In the 1800s, who was representing Dred Scott in 1857? J. Anthony Brown's ancestor. The J. <laughs> J was standing for Jehoshaphat Anthony Brown. They called him Jumping Jehoshaphat because when he lose a case, he jump out the window and run down the street. <laughs> this black history my mama was brought to you by the Steve Harvey. <laughs> Jurisprudence all the way back in 1857, jumping Jehoshaphat <laughs> Anthony Brown, the great 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 grandfather of J. Anthony Brown. Man. But I wanted to bring y'all some history that all is not lost. And mm-hmm. the Supreme Court configuration, that's why we got a vote. That's why they want to put Gorsuch on the bench right. so they can have the five to four ruling. Mm-hmm. But we can turn it back. We need legislators to make better law and not enforce bad law. And then we need them to look at the presidential authority. We got a new type of president in the White House, and he's not using his authority for the benefit of the country. He's using it to divide the country and our allies, and that is not helping us. That's my point. And I brought it in a humorous way. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant. Yes, you can, brother. You said several things very pointed laws and bylaws that were created over the years, famous court cases. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, I can guarantee you this, none of them which our president know anything about. No, he don't. You got that right. You got that right. Uh Nothing about it. No. (sighs) Secondly, his only concern, he has no concern about dividing the country. He only has a concern about winning. That's right. The appearance of winning. Mm Mm-hmm. And his term as president, that's all he cares about. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about the people. Mm-hmm. Right. He's doing nothing for people. Right. He's doing everything to wreck the Obama administration and his legacy. Mm-hmm. And that's what he thinks his job is. Right yep. now, he's doing that's right. nothing. Yeah, that's right. Nothing. Hey, Cheryl, hang on a minute. We're going to come right back with you. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Cheryl, uh, we're we're back. We were talking last break about oh man, all, the political climate right now. We were talking about, I mean, just everything that's going on right now. Let's finish that thought, okay? And just because you plan to your base and you sticking to what you run on, sometimes you got to pivot out of that. Yeah. Even President Obama knew that he wanted to close Guantanamo. He knew he couldn't. 
because yeah. where did all those people go? And, you know, so to me, what you got to understand, when you president, you have to look at what you ran on, but then look at what is in the best interest of the country. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we've got to get ready. We've got to get ready. And I wish I had more time to talk about Maxine Waters and what she was really saying. For everybody that's against her, what she was really saying is don't give safe haven to meanness. Don't give safe haven mm-hmm. to negative thoughts. Don't give safe haven for people who are advancing this narrative. You must make the block hot all the time. She did not say anything violent about no, nobody. She, did not. she didn't say do anything violent about nobody. She was speaking to the audience that she was in front of. And the biggest thing you got to understand that a restaurant or a business has a right to refuse they service do. to anyone. What they don't have a right to do on a federal level is to refuse service based on your race, your sexual orientation, or your religious beliefs. That's it. That's it. So if they want you out because my workers are uncomfortable with what you're advancing as the spokesperson of this administration and they politely ask you to leave, what problem do we have? Right. We don't have a problem. Don't try to be a victim now when you've been victimizing people all of your term with this administration. Speak on it, Cheryl. Speak on it. You're not the victim. And you and your daddy need to get somewhere and sit down with that. I'm sorry. Did I go too far? several things. Huckabees. Uh, I used to like Huckabees. I used to like, I'm from Arkansas. I used to like him as a governor. But he's going too far. You need to sit down with that. So the girl got put out of the restaurant. If she wasn't co-signing on all this garbage, they wouldn't want to put you out of nothing. And it wasn't us. We didn't do that. She didn't walk up to no soul food restaurant. She didn't walk in Sylvia's or M and M's, you know. She walked into a, a white, a red hen Sit restaurant. Down and got served. So enough, and them white people said, "Not up in here. Our workers ain't happy about this, and they got a right to do it." Just like they threw that lady out the Mexican restaurant because you messing with the Mexican people. I wouldn't want to eat where I'm not wanted. Yeah, and they and this what happened, Steve. It was eight of her camp people. She came in late. They made the reservation under her husband, so they didn't know who it was, right? So then when they came in, sat down. They even gave him a cheese plate and they drinks and everything. <laughs> and so the workers called oh, in and said, "She married? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real though." <laughs> Yeah, hey. for real though, Steve. And then, <laughs> man, and then the I'm workers sorry. called, and they said, Sarah Huckabee in here, we ain't comfortable. So the lady drove 200 miles that owned the place, came down yep. and said, well, what y'all want yep. me to do? Mm-hmm. So they took a vote. They said, put her out. Mm-hmm. And so then she walked up. She said, can I talk to you for a minute? She didn't embarrass her. She walked outside. She said, I need to ask you to leave because of these reasons. Well, doesn't yeah. every establishment have the sign, we reserve the right to refuse yeah. service yeah. to anyone? Yeah, That's they, right. They, you know, their business, yeah. they put those signs up. But I really like what you said about Maxine Waters, Cheryl, mm-hmm. because she's really getting raked over the coals about this. And by Democrats, mm. you know, they're not sticking up. They're not sticking up for her or they sticking with stick her. Together. They that's just right. don't stick together. Uh, okay, and that's what I don't like. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Because she said wherever the people go in this administration, challenge them, walk up to them, and tell them you are not welcome here. So then the president tweeted, he got mad and tweeted, and and everybody's talking about how she's trying to incite riots and she's calling for violence and all of that. And that's she's definitely not doing that. She's just saying, yeah, she never used those words. She's just basically saying clap back if you don't like it, just like they did at the restaurant with Sarah Huckabee. If you don't like something that this administration is doing, you have the right to clap back. That's right. But now they're saying that she's calling for violence and all of that. And these are even some Democrats that are not even coming to her defense. And, and, I, I, and I've had debates with my colleagues well, and talk shows being, and stuff. 
And they say, well, where does it stop? Where does it stop? It stops at when you say, I can't eat here because I'm black or I'm this mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. Or when it stops is when you say, I can't eat here because of this religion. It stops when you say something that goes up against federal law. But your political belief is not covered by federal law. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Your political well, belief is not me. covered. Uh-huh. Here's what happens. When you say to Muslims, mm-hmm. You can't come into this country. Speak, Steve. And then somebody in the restaurant say, you can't come in this restaurant. How you don't see that? Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't create the climate. Yes. And then not want to sit through the weather. And that's Go ahead, yeah. Steve. Hey, man, that. that's yeah. a T-shirt. I like talk, that. Doctor, I like talk, Doctor. Talk. Yeah. That. Say that, that one more time. Say it again. That's a T-shirt. One more time, Steve. You can't create the climate and yes. then don't want to sit through the weather. That's yeah. right. That, that, was work, that was profound. That was profound. That's right. That was That's profound. deep. That's you need to play uh, Can You Stand the Rain, so baby. start raining <laughs> over there on your ass, you made the climate. That's uh-huh. right. When them hailstones started coming, you created the climate. Man, when the, wind, when the hurricane, tidal wave come through, you created the climate. Right. That's right. Right, yeah. right. Now right. you don't want to play no more. Yeah, That's because, right. Because right. they're picking on like your people. Like the T-shirt said, mm-hmm. my favorite T-shirt, <laughs> don't let your present <laughs> That's right. your ass Listen yeah. to me. And now Sarah Huckabee <laughs> is going to have uh, security detail where yeah, she, she needs goes. Secret, she yeah, she's going to have secret, secret service, service detail. Yeah. But they're the ones that started the climate of this exactly. negative discourse. Exactly. And when That's white people true. are rising up to say this is wrong across the board, now we know we got an issue. Mm. But, but Steve Harvey, let me tell you something. I love that T-shirt. I have been saying that in comedy clubs. That hood people have been saying to me, we need to let people know Trump. Gonna get your ass whooped. That's what everybody said. I love that T-shirt. Go ahead now. Catch it, Carla. Catch it in the name of Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Keep our jobs, Steve Harvey. But I'm just glad that we who hold the microphone in radio can can enlighten, entertain, empower, and elevate Mm -hmm. at the same time and bring clarity to these issues because our president wants to keep confusion. Yes. That's what he wants because it distracts from what he's not doing. I bet Harley Davidson is not happy right now because of his tariffs. Uh And and then you messing with our allies and the things that you're doing, the Supreme Court, all you did was uphold presidential authority. That's right. Change the laws. Man, it's the best show today. (laughs) Steve Harvey, thank you for this. Thank you for this. Thank you, Cheryl. Hey. We love you. All right. uh, We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, nephew, it's time for the reality update. Take it away. Let's go, let's go. She is here, Carla Farrell, with reality update. All right, thank you, nephew. Okay, first of all, you got to tell everybody about your big keys to the summer sweepstakes. Tell everybody. (laughs) I got the details right here. Keys to the summer sweepstakes is going on all this week, and we're giving away a fun field trip for four to the Florida Keys. Included is a four-night stay at Chica Lodge and Spa in Isla Mirada, plus round-trip air transportation, snorkeling, parasailing, and jet skiing at Fury Water Adventures and more. To enter and get rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. This sunshine-filled getaway is brought to you by Visit Florida. Get away, get closer, make moments that shine with a family vacation in Florida. (laughs) 
All right, thank you, nephew. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, reality update. I'm going to talk about one show, y'all, basketball-wise. Here we go, oh, basketball. Oh, Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here come Junior. Uh-huh. Junior gets say- really aggressive when we yeah. talk is about Evelyn basketball. Evelyn on there? Yes, yes, listen yes. to this, Steve. Oh, God. Okay, so Tammy is trying to be a better person and not be with all that drama with her friends and castmates. Well, she talked to her pastor, Pastor John. Y'all know him from the OWN Network with mm-hmm. him and his wife. That's a bad boy right there. Yeah, he can preach. Yes, Told is. Tammy to do an exercise, say something positive about the ladies. So Tammy decided to do this positive day retreat. Invite all the ladies down to say something positive to each other. Well, let me just say this. I'm so over Jennifer trying to be a tough girl, a bad girl. I don't know, know. where she's getting. What? Where that's coming from? Her, that's bad acting. That's yeah. really some bad yeah, acting that she, she's doing. She's so anyway, sweet. I, mm, yeah, yeah she turned. I, I didn't get it. That I don't get it. But, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Shirley, Tammy told Shawnee. Oh, no, Lord. There was a nasty rumor about her, but she didn't want to tell her about the rumor. A rumor, though. It was a rumor. Mm-hmm. So now moving forward, they get to this retreat. Tammy told who? Tammy told Shawnee. Shaq's old, like, old girlfriend. Oh, what? Ex. Move, move. Shaq's so ex-wife. Anyways, <laughs> right. So Malaysia at the retreat told Jennifer, "You better come clean about this rumor." So Jennifer and Tammy said that at the time, back in the day, they used to beef with Evelyn a lot. So Shawnee was like, get to the rumor. What does that have to do with me? Mm-hmm. So Jennifer said that there was a rumor Come on. that Evelyn slept with Shawnee's yeah. ex. Shit! Yeah. They beeped out the name, mm-hmm. but you have to assume. We don't know no other ex. Ain't no other ex. Hell, it's Shaq. What other ex you know? It's ex It's Shaq. So that's what you have to assume that they were talking about Shaq. Oh, hey, no, no, that's my man. Why are they messing with Shaq? Well, Why Evelyn you, broke with you? down. Yeah. She broke down. She denied the rumor. Evelyn You it, break down when it's true. That's when you break down. Yeah. They could have nah. found break out. Down when it's when yeah. it's true. I believed Evelyn and I was Boy, very upset with Tammy. I, I was upset yeah. with Tammy mm-hmm. yeah. about this one. So Evelyn was crying, Steve. You know, her friendship, her and Shawnee are girls. Uh-huh. They are girls. Uh-huh. She was very upset with the women bringing this rumor up. You know, they were. she was saying this rumor's old. She swore on her children. She told Shawnee mm-hmm. to call her ex, which we're assuming was Shaq. Has anybody talked to Shaq? <laughs> <laughs> what are you crying for? <laughs> I don't know. I want some clarity. Has anybody talked to Shaq? Because <laughs> we need clarity on this. This is wrong, and we need clarity. Has anybody talked to Shaq? I hate him so much. Come on, Curly. He's so stupid. He's so stupid. As you can imagine, Steve, everybody, Shawnee was shook. Yeah. We got to go. More of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 33 after. Shut up, Tommy. Shut <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, uh, some very sad news. Uh, Joe Jackson, of course, the patriarch of the Jackson family, uh, has passed away. Family sources tell TMZ that uh, Mr. Jackson passed away about 3.30 a.m. Wednesday in L.A. 
Uh, he was hospitalized in June uh, this month with terminal cancer earlier. He had been battling health problems for a while now. He was hospitalized back in 2016 after coming down with a high fever. But he bounced back not long after and was seen partying in Vegas. His health was also fragile after a stroke and three heart attacks back in 2015. Joe Jackson had 10 kids with Catherine, his wife of more than 60 years. The two did not live together and had a strained relationship for the last years of his life, but they frequently interacted. Joe was 89. Sad news. I mean, you know, he got a lot of heat for a lot of stuff, you know, um, after things came out that he spanked his kids or whooped his kids, whatever you want to say. Discipline, yeah, but, you know, if it wasn't for him, come on. I never, I never held that against him. Neither did I, you know, Steve. Hell, I spanked my kids. Yeah, neither the did boys, I. anyway. Mm-hmm. So we got spanked. I don't know what to yeah. tell you. Hell, I got yeah. spanked. Yeah, that yeah. was just during that time. That's what I parents tell you. What did. them kids show turned into some stars. Yes, yes they yes. did. Yes, yes they, they did. Whooped them right into superstars. Yes, yes he did. Yes he did. So I'm I thinking think about going in here and kicking my kids' ass. <laughs> 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 That's in, my take. In honor of. Yeah. He didn't raise no losers. That's for sure. Joe no, he did not. Yes, he was. Yes. Yes, he was. Yes. And I I hope But you know, eighty nine, that's a mm-hmm. full run. Yeah. 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 You know, I love to do eighty four. Eighty nine be a nice run too though. Yeah. 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 He's the father mm-hmm. of the but, king of pop. Yes he, yes, he is. is. Yes, sir. Oh man, he was mm-hmm. he was a dude, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. He was a dude. He believed in hard, hard work. Yeah. Hard work. But um, wow. anyway, yeah, That's Joe Jackson. Indiana, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. Joe Jackson. Jackson Street. Mm-hmm. Patriarch of the Jackson family has died at 89. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Janet performed wow. at the Radio Disney Music mm-hmm. Awards. It was this past Saturday, kind of like the same weekend as the yeah. BET Awards. And she, she mentioned, mentioned him. her mm-hmm. father's failing health. And um, she had a good speech. She was an icon, honored, you know, at the Radio Disney yeah. Awards. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. Yes, it is. How's yeah. Janet doing? She, she seems to be... Tommy? Yeah. She seems to be doing fine. How's Janet doing? Your friend. No, I haven't talked oh, to her this week. Oh, to see you at the show. I haven't talked to huh? her this week. I haven't talked to her this week, uh-huh. but I will check on her Excuse now. me, how would he know how Janet is doing? <laughs> well, he claims, you know... Well, you know, they friends and everything. He... But I let me clear something up for you. Okay. You didn't talk to her this week. You didn't talk to her the week before. <laughs> And you ain't spoken to her the week before. But Steve. Nor have you spoken to her the week, huh? But Steve, he did say that she came with Tyler, right, to see his play. Remember when he was doing Mama's Boy? Did anybody see the picture? No picture. Well, he didn't take a picture because he didn't want a fan. You know what? We're going to call Johnny. That's what we're going to call him. Shirley. Uh, All the pictures this boy seeing us. Yeah, well, stadium shots. Yeah, that we yeah. know. Him we don't with know Lisa these Leslie. Yeah. yeah, him with two tall women. <laughs> him with baby clothes on. Yeah. Him <laughs> was trying on a size six shoe, see if it fit. <laughs> him, <laughs> him at the house. <laughs> him at the swimming pool. Yeah, he sent pictures for everything. He does. Ain't no picture, of Janet. All right, Steve. Coming up, closing remarks right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, last break of the day. Uh, It's been a good day, good conversation. Uh, Again, our (laughs) condolence is going out to the Jackson family at the passing of the patriarch of the Jackson family, Mr. Joe Jackson. He was 89 uh, years old. And um, uh, 
Anyway, Steve, closing remarks. It's, you, it's on you yeah, now. Yeah, you know what? And I think, I think you know, he got a bad rap for things, but yeah. those kids miss their father. And I bet they all grieving. And people talk about what Joe Jackson did wrong. What about what Joe Jackson did right? To do a lot of things right. So in honor of that, I have to say, man, condolences to the family. You know, Janet, Reby, Marlon, Tito, they all they all struggling today. You know, I'm sure they are. Because whatever problem you may have had, at the end of the day, it was your father. And, that, and that's got to mean something to people. So I think people should stop talking about the negative that Joe uh, Jackson did. Like Cheryl Underwood said when she called in, what about the positive stuff he did? You know, he did a lot of positive things. You know, but they only wrote about the negative. He beat the kid. <clears throat> My daddy beat me. <laughs> okay? I'm okay. So I'm good with that. Uh, let's move on to something else. Shirley, I have an idea. Okay. Um, this idea is to just talk to people for a moment just about what is it you want. Just sit down and just focus today on what it is you want. Explore your dreams, your aspirations. Explore your imagination today. Sit with yourself and think about how bright your future actually could be. If you want to really do something to lift your spirits today, let your imagination run free. Open up your mind to your dream capacity. Start envisioning things. Write it down, the things that you would love to see happen. If you could imagine yourself being anything, where would it be? Where would it be? What would you do if you could be anything and you knew that there was no chance of you failing at it? What would you do? These exercises are great mental exercises to, to uh, give the, the, the imagination muscle and the dream muscle some practice. I was talking to a young couple the other day, and this young couple asked me for advice on why their relationship had got so stagnant all of a sudden and how they weren't laughing and having fun. And when they got through talking to me, I told them, I said, one of the things it seems to me like you're doing is you're not, you're not planning anymore. You know, you can be in a couple, you can be a couple or you can be in your life. If you stop planning, if you stop envisioning, if you stop dreaming, life get real flat for you. That's if you're in a relationship, if you're a young couple, if you're an old couple, if you're single sitting in a room by yourself, if you stop imagining, envisioning, and dreaming, your life can start to feel really flat. And what I do to boost myself from time to time with my incredibly busy schedule, sometimes on the work, I just imagine, what is it all for? What could I accomplish if I did this? In my wildest imagination, what would I love to see happen? Where would I really like to go? What would I really like to do? What would I really like to have? What would I really like to own? What would I really like to buy? Where would I really like to see? What would I really, really 
love to do. It's a great exercise, folks. It's an exercise in exercising that muscle of imagination and dreaming and envisioning, and it'll keep you moving forward. What gets people stuck is when they stop having dreams and visions. The Bible says a man without a dream or vision shall perish. And if you see no future, if you have stopped imagining yourself in tomorrow in a better place, if you no longer are wanting things because you've been beat down by the process so much that you think getting it is too difficult, you're in trouble, my friend. But you can change that. Because the Bible also says that a man is as he thinketh. So if you think positive thoughts, you can inflict a lot of positive things into your life. You can inject a lot of positive things in your life. You can attract a lot of positive things to your life. So don't spend your time being negative. Suffering in the condition you're in now, what you're going through now is so temporary. Open up your imagination, your dreams, and your vision. And watch you automatically start to feel better about moving and forward. If you're in a couple and y'all didn't hit a stagnant place, I can promise you y'all ain't been sitting it down. Y'all haven't sat down and talked about what your dreams are together, what your visions are, what your plans are for the future. You're just going through the motions. And if you're going through the motions, it ain't gonna last. All right, those are my closing remarks. Hey, Uncle Steve. Hmm? Uncle Steve, how, how come when you get a, a yeah. new idea or think of something new, you always say, hey, Shirley, Shirley, this is what I want to do. Why, why you don't say, hey, Tommy, Tommy, this is what I want to uh, uh, Well, this because I'm a smart guy, Tommy. And if I don't want to interject foolishness into my idea, I don't talk to the fool. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think I'm a genius. Have a great weekend. Do you think you a genius? <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that any time I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your health care provider about treatment options to manage your weight.